I will not go to sleep on the questions that love asks. I will not go to sleep on the questions that love asks. I will not go to sleep on the questions that love asks. I was almost two years into my separation from my first marriage of 16 years. It was a devastating separation, mostly connected with addiction and mental illness. But the love never went anywhere. And so the recovery was taking a long time. I finally went to a union analyst who said that the descriptions of how I was feeling, he thought, were more like shock. Hearing him identify it as shock allowed me to shift it from this thinking about it being some sort of grief that's in the past and the shock brought it to the center. I began to paint for healing. I began to paint the repair of the heart. And that phrase that I started with today, I will not go to sleep on the questions that love asks, was the fruit of that experience, of that loss, and that then rebirthing of who I would become. I don't know if I'll ever stop grieving that marriage. Of course, I'm no longer in shock and haven't been for a very long time. But the griefs of the loves that we've had, those that have hurt us and those we've hurt, they travel with us. They take on different shapes and forms and stories and images. I keep an image in a gold frame that used to sit on our dresser of me as a young bride at 23 in a handmade dress with little tiny covered buttons that my mother made for me. Love is mysterious. We never get to fully understand how it works. There's so much chemistry involved that there's really no way to navigate how it feels and how it doesn't. But I had a revelation today. It's really moved me and I wanted to share it with you. So often in love with others, I feel like we're trying to protect ourselves, trying to make sure that we don't get hurt and trying to make sure that we don't hurt them. And we kind of try to play it safe to make sure that as little harm happens as possible. Not all of us, but many of us, especially if we're empathic, we really don't want to cause harm. But today I received a very clear message. And it was, is, stop being brave. And it really surprised me. Stop being brave. And I heard it again. Stop 
being brave. And so I said to myself, okay, well, if I stop being brave, what will I begin being? And the answer is clear. Surrender. Stop trying to dominate outcomes to protect and preserve hearts. Surrender instead. And when you surrender truly and purely, those precautions of care and protection are an automatic outpouring of the surrendering. The point is to choose the approach. If the approach is to prevent harm, is the approach to not hurt each other, is the approach to not be afraid. What if the approach is surrender? Not without losing your wisdom and boundaries and the things that you need to do for you. But what if you shift the orientation from trying to protect to surrender? That's the message I received and that I want to share with you. Sometimes love is its own sacred animal. And there's nothing you can do to prevent it from doing what it's going to do and being what it's going to be. I think of the poem by Rumi where he talks about the soul being from elsewhere. And I sometimes wonder if the love, when we really, really, really love someone, if that's a soul thing. Certainly it's a chemistry thing and a relatability and a likability. But you know what I'm talking about. There's been people that you should have loved a lot and you didn't. People you shouldn't have loved a lot and you did. Today's invitation is to shift your approach to how you're being with love in your life. Doesn't matter if it's an old love or a new love. As for me, I'm going to stop being so brave.